I'd like to invite you, my friends, to turn in your Bible to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. And our theme today is fantastic reasons for worshiping Christ. We discover some fantastic reasons why you and I should worship Jesus Christ. And they come out of chapter 1, verses 15 to 19. There are many more other reasons we could find throughout the Bible, but we only have time for so many. And the first, the first reason for worshiping Christ that we come across in Colossians 1, verse 15, is this. Reason number one, Christ is the visible image of our invisible God. And this is communicated to us, for example, in verse 15, where it says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. And then in verse 19, For God, in all His fullness, was pleased to live in Christ. For God, in all His fullness, was pleased to live in Christ. For your interest... In verse 15, where it says Christ is the visible image of the invisible God, the Greek word which is translated into English, this part of our Bible was initially written in what was called Corne Greek, but the Greek word which is translated into English as image is icon, E-I-K-O-N. That's the word that's translated image. When the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Spirit of God, was writing this part of the Bible, when he used this word, he basically declared that Jesus is the perfect manifestation of God. Jesus is the perfect manifestation of God. And to see what God is like, we must look at Jesus. He perfectly represents God to you and me, in a form which we can see and know and understand. That's what it boils down to. In a sense, when verse 15 says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God, it is saying that Christ is a portrait of God. Christ is a portrait of God. In fact, the Greek word icon which is translated image, was the Greek word which had been used for portrait. It was used for a portrait. There is an ancient letter from a young soldier called Apion, and in this letter to his father, Epimachus, he says something very beautiful. Near the end of his letter, he writes, I send you a little portrait icon, I send you a little portrait of myself painted by Euctemon. Basically, it is the nearest equivalent in ancient Greek to our word for photograph. It's the nearest equivalent for the word photograph. But the word icon also had another use in the first century. And it was this. When a legal document was drawn up, such as a, a receipt or an IOU, it always included a description of the chief characteristics 
and distinguishing marks of the contracting parties, the two people who were making the deal, so that there could be no mistake. There was a description of each person. The Greek word for such a description was icon, E-I-K-O-N. The icon, therefore, was a kind of brief summary of the personal characteristics and distinguishing marks of the contracting parties, the two people making the agreement. So Paul is essentially saying this. He is saying, you know how if you enter into a legal agreement, there is included an icon, a description by which you may be recognized? Well, he's saying Jesus is the icon, or Jesus is the portrait of God. He's saying, in Jesus, you see the personal characteristics and the distinguishing marks of God. That's who Jesus is, he's saying. If you want to see what God is like, this Bible verse is saying, if you want to see what God is like, look at Jesus. And so, my friends, verse 1. Verse 1 tells us, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. I want you to notice another very important word in verse 19, where it says, For God in all His fullness, for God in all His fullness was pleased to live in Christ. That tells us Jesus is the fullness of God. The Greek word translated fullness is pleroma. Pleroma. Pleroma means fullness, completeness. And this is the word which is needed to complete the picture. In other words, Jesus, Jesus is not simply a sketch of God. He is not just a sketch of God or just a lifeless portrait of God. In Jesus, there is nothing left out. He is the full revelation of God and nothing more is necessary. Amen? Jesus is the full revelation of God. That's what we discover in Colossians chapter 1. Christ is the visible image of our visible God. And that is one of the reasons why we worship our Lord Jesus Christ. That is why we come together and say, Lord Jesus, we honor You. Thou art worthy, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive all honor and glory and praise. For He is, He is the visible image of our invisible God. Amen? Here's a second reason reason for worshiping Christ, and it is this. Christ is supreme over all creation. The second half of uh, verse 15 says this. It says, He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. What does the word supreme mean? The concise Oxford Dictionary says supreme means highest in authority 
or rank. The greatest, the most important. I was reading in a commentary by Dr. Albert Barnes who says this, he says, Christ sustains the most exalted rank in the universe. He is preeminent above all others. He is at the head of all things. And so, my friend, I invite you, I invite you to worship Christ because He is supreme over all creation. Amen? He is the highest in authority. He is the highest in authority, the highest in rank. He is the greatest. He is the most important. He is supreme. He is supreme. Amen and amen. There's a third wonderful reason given to us in Colossians 1 here for worshiping Christ, and it is this. Christ created everything. This truth is communicated to you and me in, in verse 16. In verse 16 it says, For through Him, God, through Him, that is through Christ, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through Him and for Him. My friends, in this day and age, occasionally, occasionally, someone writes and records a song which becomes a big hit all around the world. And people go, wow. And that's good. From time to time, someone invents a new kind of phone or a new TV or a new car and people go, wow. And that's okay too. I remember a few years ago, my son Jeremy and I arrived in Calgary and we uh, picked up a rental car at the airport. The employee at the rental counter said, Sir, this car has a GPS in it. We're not charging you for it, but feel free to use it if you wish. Well, I, I had no intentions of using the GPS. My wife is laughing. I had no intentions of using the GPS for two reasons. Number one, I knew the directions to our destination. And number two, I had heard that a GPS unit could direct you exactly to a specific address, but I didn't really believe it. I, I kind of thought that, you know, how, how could a little gadget in thousands or millions of cars be able to direct people to strange addresses all at the same time. Like I said, I, I wasn't planning to use it, but my son Jeremy loves gadgets. And he said, Dad, uh, I'm going to punch in our destination address and see how the GPS works. I said, okay, son. And I really didn't know what to expect. As we were leaving the Calgary airport, a lady's voice started to talk to me and said things like, uh, in about 100 meters, turn right. Uh, a little while later, the voice said something like, in 300 meters, turn left. 
So I, I kind of started to chuckle and laugh because I, I was used to having my wife telling me what to do. I wasn't used to having a strange woman's voice telling me what to do. All right? And every time, every time the voice gave me instructions, I laughed because... So I also knew that the little lady was steering me the right way. To my total surprise, the voice directed me to the exact address my son and I were looking for. In fact, we accidentally drove a little past the exact address, and the little lady told me how to go around the block and approach the address once again. Up until that experience, I had thought a GPS was more of a toy or gimmick. I couldn't help but turn to Jeremy, my son, and basically say, Wow! My friends, in the Bible, Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 tells us that Jesus created everything. Jesus created everything! How much more should that truth cause you and you in the balcony and you radio listeners, how much more should that truth cause you and me to say, Wow! Right? Wow! Fly out! You didn't know I was that cool, did you? That's what you said in the 70s, I think. I, I, I know modern terms now. I, I know modern terms. But I don't want to, you know, I don't want to impress you too much. My friends, when you and I realize that Christ created everything, that tells me, think about it, that tells me He has, he has the power to help you and me through whatever we are going through. Did you get that? Amen? He has the power to help you and me through whatever you might be going through. In the Bible, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, it says, Now all glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Here's a fourth fantastic reason for worshiping Christ, and it is this. Christ existed before anything else, and He holds all creation together. This is obviously stated in verse 17, where we read, he, that is Jesus, He existed before anything else, and He holds all creation together. He holds all creation together. All the laws which govern and sustain order in the universe, all the laws that govern and sustain order and not chaos in the universe, are an expression of the mind of Christ. Amen? Dr. William Barclay beautifully says this. He says, The law of gravity, the laws by which the universe hangs together, 
are not only scientific laws, but also divine laws. My friends, sometimes things happen in our world which none of us can really explain or understand. Sometimes we feel like saying the whole world is falling apart. Colossians chapter 1 verse 17 gives me hope. Verse 17 which says that he holds creation together. Verse 17 gives me hope because Christ holds all things together. Amen? We used to sing, He's got the whole world in His hands. He's got the whole world in His hands. He's got you and me, brother and sister, in His hands. He's got the whole world. He's got you and me in His hands. Now think about this. Since Christ holds all creation together, can that inspire you? Can that inspire you to believe that Christ can hold you together when it seems like your world is falling apart? Since Christ holds all creation together, can that inspire you to believe that Christ can hold you all together when it seems like your world is falling apart? Here is a fifth fantastic reason for worshiping Christ, and it is this. Christ is the head of the church. We are told this in verse 18, where it says, Christ is also the head of the church, which is His body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So He is first in everything. Christ is the head of the church, which is His body. Clearly, verse 18 tells us that the church is His body. The church is the organism through which Jesus acts and works. Elsewhere in the Bible, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22 and 23, it says, God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made Him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is His body. It is made full and complete by Christ, who fulfills all things everywhere with Himself. Who fills all things everywhere with Himself. Now think about it. Think about it. Since Christ is the head of the church, there are some very important implications as we remember that you and I, we make up the church. And here are, here are just a few implications. It is a privilege for the church. It is a privilege for the church, meaning you and me, to be the instrument through which Christ works. You and I ought to see that as a privilege, that you, we, 
are the instrument through which Jesus works. Think of the privilege which is yours to have Christ working through you. Amen? Also, you and I need to ask ourselves, since Christ is the head of the church, am I living a life Am I living a life that would be pleasing to the head? That is, pleasing to Jesus. Some Christians who say, Our Father, some who say, Our Father on Sunday, go around the rest of the week acting like orphans. Now furthermore, since the church is Christ's body, are you helping? Am I helping? Are, are you helping Christ's body through loving and caring for people? Through using some of your time and talents for the benefit of the body of Christ? Are you giving financially tithes to the mortgage fund, world missions, to help support the body of Christ? Do you have any idea how many members of the Tate family, Tate, T-A-T-E, belong to some congregations across the country? There is the old man, Dick Tate, who wants to run everything, while Uncle Rotate tries to change everything, then there's their sister, Agitate, stirs up plenty of trouble with help from her husband, Irritate. Whenever, whenever new projects are suggested, Hesitate and his wife, Vegetate, want to wait until next year. And then Brother Facilitate is quite helpful in church business. And cousins cogitate and meditate, always think things over and lend a helpful, steady hand. And of course, there is the, the bad seed in the family, amputate, who has cut himself off completely from the body of Christ for who knows what reason. My friends, the church is Christ's body. The church is Christ's body. Let us build up Christ's body. So there you are. Some fantastic reasons for worshiping Christ. Here's a summary of them. Number one, Christ is the visible image of our invisible God. Number two, Christ is supreme over all creation. Christ created everything. Christ existed before anything else, and He holds all creation together. Christ is the head of the church. My friends, these are just a few reasons, wonderful reasons, for worshiping Christ. I invite you today, I invite you today to become a person a man or a woman that truly worships Jesus Christ. 
If as yet, if as yet you have not put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, this can be a great day of decision for you. This can be the day when you say, I decide, I decide to give my heart and my life to Jesus Christ. And from this day forth, I am and I will be a true worshiper of Jesus, who is the visible image of our invisible God, who is the one who is the one who holds all creation together. And if he is able to hold all creation together, how wonderful it is to know that he can, he can hold your world together when it seems like everything is falling apart. Amen. Hello, my friends. I'm Pastor Lisa Autar, the Associate Pastor at Rosewood Church of the Nazarene in Scarborough. I'd like to personally invite you to join Pastor Tina Patamber and myself on an exciting 17-day Exodus journey to Egypt, Jordan, and Israel. This journey will take place this year in October from the 15th to the 31st. We will be holding services at various locations along the journey, including a service and baptisms at the Jordan River. We're looking forward to this spiritual pilgrimage to the Holy Land as we experience the Bible come alive. Space is limited, but there are still spots available, and I don't want you to miss this opportunity. So if you're interested in joining us, please visit our website at rosewoodchurch.ca or call us at 416-298-9932 for more information. This will be a wonderful, spiritually enriching time, and we hope to see you there. God bless you. Are you struggling with anger, bitterness, guilt, addictions, and other hurts, hang-ups, and habits? Come and find freedom and hope at Celebrate Recovery, a Christ-based 12-step program meeting at 7 p.m. every Thursday evening at Rosewood Church, located at 657 Milner Avenue in Scarborough. Please call 416-459-1462 for more information. I'm Pastor Nick of Rosewood Church of the Nazarene in Scarborough. Thank you for listening. I want to encourage you to put your faith and trust in Jesus as your Savior and Lord. If you have made a spiritual decision during this radio broadcast, I'd like to ask you to let us know of your decision so that we can encourage you. Our phone number is 416-298-9932. That's 416-298-9932. Our email address is rosewoodchurch at belnet.ca. That's rosewoodchurch at belnet.ca. We would like to invite you to worship with us next Sunday at 11 a.m. at Rosewood Church of the Nazarene. Here are some directions. From Highway 401, go north on Markham Road. The first street you'll come to is Milner Avenue. Turn right on Milner and drive for 1.6 kilometers. 
You'll see Rosewood Church of the Nazarene on your right-hand side. I look forward to meeting you. I wish you God's blessings. Thanks again for listening. We wish you a wonderful, blessed week. Thank you.